Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery Ed Podcast. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about Let's Talk About It, Part 2. August of 2020, we uh, had a Let's Talk About It, Part 1, and we had uh, four or five uh, uh, individuals that were talking about discovering their it. And uh, Ray, are you online? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, internal thoughts. Uh, define that definition to what you think it is. <clears throat> what I think it is. Um, yes. Just a thought. I mean, because there's no ex- there's no external thought. So internal thought is. Uh, just a thing that goes on in the mind, kind of like an inner dialogue or something that comes to mind as an idea. And the two def- the definitions of those words individually, internal just being inside, basically, of, of relating to or located within the limits or surface. Um, and then thought being a pro- the process of thinking, a product of thinking or mental activity or an idea. So just the ideas, the thoughts, the dialogue that goes on inside of my The acronym IT, uh, tell us a little bit about how we come about doing that. Um, that, that acronym you come up with in order to identify the force that's always working against us. And uh, I look at that force as uh, something natural. Um, People have used entities like the devil or, uh, um, you know, they say we're our own worst enemy. But Paul comes up with that acronym just to kind of, I see the benefit in in doing so as a way to kind of, um, remove any connotation or any uh, ideas that are associated with that force that are often um, dispelled through disbelief of a certain religion or or another. But to look at it uh, objectively as it, I like because it takes away any name or identity, but then the uh, acronym Internal Thoughts is to specify that that energy works most uh, effectively through, through our mind, through our thoughts, through our inner dialogue, negative self-talk, um, where we come up with ideas that are often not in our best interest, but we convince ourselves that it is so. Um, so that force, uh, in, in a natural sense, I see as uh, we have the creative ability within us to manifest, to create. And so in order for there to be balance like there is with anything else in life, there has to be a force that's working against that creative element in order to, to restore balance or to create a balance. So it's something I believe we have to be mindful of if we are to uh, work within these confines of the, of this reality. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate that.
it's been said to scientists that 95% of our everyday living that we have negative influences in our life. So just look at uh, the 95% of your everyday awaking state. That 5% is basically positive versus that 95% that's negative. Well, look at your it as a camcorder that's playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 375 days a year. From from conception until the present time. That's what I call past program conditioning. Everything recorded like a camcorder that repeats itself over and over and over all times, which is nothing but habits, and habits, of course, is nothing but addictions that repeatedly play over in your mind and which becomes your behavior in the long run. Uh, Ray, um, in the past several years, uh, how has your past program conditioning from it uh, affected you in good or bad way? Uh, my past program conditioning, one of the biggest ones was uh, self-worth and um, just a, a feeling through conditioning and through childhood of not being worthy of certain things. Um, so even at this point in my life, I still struggle with certain accomplishments um, and progress that feels out of place in my life. So I struggle with that imposter syndrome. And uh, that's one of the things that has, has affected me throughout my development and even still, you know, with a lot of things I believe you have to, uh, continue, continuously look at and, and work towards an, an even more, you know, more complete uh, development of that area. Um, so that's one thing that I continue to work on. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ways. I, I know that there's there's more, but that's the one that stands out the most. And that, you know, from the beginning, even till now, you know, it, it still has, it's still working working on me through that, uh, through that area. What is one of the things, Ray, that, that you've overcome that has made a big difference in your life since you've gotten on the journey of self-discovery? Um, one of the things or areas was, uh, I got into some trouble when I was 18 and had a criminal record. And I believe that that would prevent me from, you know, achieving certain things, even just uh, getting a decent job, being able to provide for my family, my kids, things like that. Um, it, you know, since, since then I've restored, had all my rights restored. Um, something that was a, big deal to me is not being able to, uh, not having the right to bear arms, not being able to own a firearm. Um, the thought in the back of my mind that if anything was to happen, anyone was to break into my home, I could not legally protect myself or my family. Um, felt that that was hanging over my head from a, a mistake that I made as a teenager, you know, 18 years old. And, 
that's one thing that I, I, I've overcome, you know, over that I overcame. Um, and it's now a thing of the past. It's something that I don't even think about. Um, and that, that is, uh, you know, some of the, the trickery of it because we can, you know, sometimes, sometimes get so far ahead of ourselves. We don't really, uh, stop to recognize how far we've come or what we've overcome. Um, but that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of areas in my life that I have matured greatly, um, socially, financially, mentally, emotionally. And, uh, Again, some of those, you know, I've always been a bit of a perfectionist and an overachiever, so I tend to get locked into what I still have yet to conquer, you know, still looking to achieve and uh, sometimes forget how far I've come. But there's, you know, a lot, lot of areas. Another big one is uh, one that's probably affecting my life even more so is just finances. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been down to my last or since I've uh, been waiting for the next check uh, so that I can make ends meet. And I think that that puts a person in a totally different state of mind and uh, greatly affects how you interact with people around you, with uh, how you pursue goals and how you continue to evolve. It's uh, It's hard to focus, but so much on your mind, your heart, um, your future, if you're you're worried about how you're going to get through the next week. And uh, also that feeling of dependency on a job or, you know, a particular career path because you're locked in and you need that, that next check to pay your bills to keep the ball rolling. Uh, once you unplug from that, that uh, cycle, that, that's one thing that affects your life um, greatly throughout. It's hard to even quantify how much and in how many different areas that affects your life. But that's a big one that I've made a lot of improvement. Um, and then also just in terms of socially working with people, understanding people and their condition um, made me a lot, a lot more of a, a people person, a lot more, um, comfortable with interacting with people, getting to know people, you know, um, that's, I trust, but I use the word trust lightly because that's still something that I, uh, that I work on, but being able to trust people a little more, you know, be able, you know, to allow people to do what they need to do, um, and trust that they'll figure things out, uh, and not have to worry so much about, whether somebody will, uh, you know, basically follow through or take care of a certain thing that, that I'm, I'm expecting them to uh, to take care of. Uh, just in many ways in how I interact with people, how I uh, am able to be a benefit in people's lives versus uh, dependent. Um, in many ways in the past, in the past I was dependent on other people. Um, and now... You know, there's people that are dependent on me and that I'm able to be a positive influence in their life because of the state of mind I'm in. Um, 
And because I'm able to understand my condition and understand their condition, makes me just more understanding all around, which I believe is um, very important if you're going to uh, work with anything, you know, work with someone and be a positive influence in their life at all. Otherwise, you're, you're so busy trying to figure out which way is right and left in your own life that you, you tend to you tend to cross others' paths in a, in a sense in a state of dysfunction as well. So um, those are just some areas in that project is going for quite some time just how uh, each of those things affects so many other things. And then com- they compound as well. So finances, mentally, emotionally, all these things, as they interact, they have a way of enhancing your life your life in ways that, you know, sometimes you got to actually sit down and, and look at. Otherwise, it can get away from you. <laughs> Compared to 10 years ago, it's unquestionably that for the past 10 years, your life has changed, I'd say, a thousand percent. And uh, sometimes uh, I, I bring it back to your attention, the vast difference that you've changed within the past 10 years. Because sometimes it's hard to recognize the success on this journey of self-discovery that you took, uh, how success, much success you've had in your life. Really appreciate your uh, input and uh, expressing yourself for about the past 10 years, Ray. Thanks a lot now. Hey, Jody. Yep, I'm here. In the past four years, same questions. Uh, how has your IT, past program conditioning, affected you in a negative and or positive way? Um, well, I think, you know, the the big thing with discovering IT was really, you know, recognizing how that past program conditioning kind of played in. I think that was the key. Um a lot of times we, we can look at different situations in our lives. Um, for me, and I'll be like, well, I'm this way because, you know, that's what my dad did or something like that. And, or maybe a negative situation where you have fear of doing something and you're not really sure where it came from, and you just kind of latch on to that. Or if you do know where it came from, like some traumatic event um, that led you to be that way because of, that past program conditioning, um, a lot of times people will kind of latch onto that victim mentality and they'll just kind of get stuck in that, well, I turned out this way because of this and there's nothing I can do about it. And, you know, you always say um, who you, you're not who you think you are. And really being able to use that in combination with that internal thought and knowing that pretty much everything that I'm thinking and doing and making decisions on comes from some sort of past program conditioning, something that happened, whether it was once or many times or a progression of things and being able to understand that concept really kind of changed the way I looked at like everything. Um, whether it was my, you know, my, my favorite food, my favorite color, um, sports, a lot of people you'll see, they really latch on to that 
that uh, kind of internal thought of their favorite sports team, whether it's football or whatever. And, you know, they'll have all the stuff, and they can be walking through this, some store, and they'll be walking by tons of things, and your mind's absorbing all these things that you're seeing. But as soon as your mind sees that football team logo or something, you're going to latch onto it, and you're going to get that excitement. Well, that's, um, that's really setting off that past program conditioning and setting you into a routine. And I don't know about you, but I don't like – you're kind of being forced into that whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, and you don't even know it, and it's all based on that internal thought. Uh, so just being able to recognize that when I fall into those situations or I, I see something or do something or have a uh, basically kind of a subconscious decision where, well, I, I just it's just something I wanted to do or something like that, I can look at it more objectively and see, like, well, where did that really come from? Am I making this decision based on what I want to do or current thoughts, or is it something in the past or something that is really driving me that direction? And, you know, like Ray said, discovering it has really affected like all the different areas in my life. Um, just coming up with, you know, being able to find solutions for things. Um, you know, if for some reason you didn't have any food in the house, you wouldn't just be. You wouldn't just say, "Well, I'm, I guess I'm just not going to eat." You you would find a solution. You'd go find something in some way to get food, no matter what it would be. Um, so all these different obstacles aren't really so much obstacles as they are like challenges and things that I can find a solution for and kind of work around. And I didn't really say this a whole lot, but like the the phrase like "I don't know" doesn't really play a part. Like usually, I just there's, there's gotta be a solution. Um, and you know, we say you don't know what you don't know. So just having that ability to know that I can find a solution and that maybe my current thought on whether it's the job I like to do or, you know, what I think I'm good at or things like that, you know, really all that stuff just kind of goes out the window because once you understand that the past program conditioning is really a program or a, a rat race or a, hamster wheel that you're just kind of spinning on you can just kind of step off and you're free to do you know pretty much anything and you know we talked about fear at the beginning and it's it's naturally going to be uncomfortable every time you try to break that past program condition anytime you try to do something other than what your internal thoughts telling you to do it's going to be very uncomfortable because your your subconscious mind doesn't like the unknown um, it likes to do what it knows has worked in the past. It likes to do things that it's done before. And sometimes that's negative. Sometimes it's bad relationships that you'll, you'll find people just keep finding this, the same types of people and all that's somewhere in that programming and buried in there somewhere. And we might not like to think about that. We're, we're kind of drawn into those situations, but that's how the internal thought works. It just kind of leads us down that same path. So, you know, really having that, open mind to really believe that I can do anything I put my mind to not only allows me to change my ability to do those, but it changes what I want to do and what I have the opportunity to do. And it allows me to explore like different ideas, different concepts. And it's, it's very interesting because when you start to talk about different things you want to do that are maybe uncommon to like other people, 
they have all these questions like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Like all these things that they have programmed as obstacles that make your idea not really work for them. And sometimes we don't have a solution for those directly. Uh, but, you know, and sometimes those aren't even valid questions. It's like, well, why do you really need that? So there's a whole different mindset. And it really, it's like putting on a new set of glasses and just seeing everything differently. And really the key is awareness. We talked about that before. And because if you're not like really being aware and really analyzing the way your internal thoughts work and then what you're thinking about, um, it's just going to naturally do that same thing. And for me, a lot of it has to do with just kind of collecting things. Like, I don't know if it came from like lack when I was little where I didn't have a lot of stuff or it came with, you know, the possibility of not being able to have something, but, and so I was like minimizing a lot of stuff, getting rid of a lot of stuff. But unless I'm conscious of that, as soon as I see something on the side of the road that looks interesting, my mind in, initially immediately wants to go, how can I use that? Or what can I do with that? Or, you know, things like that. So, but being able to kind of stop that train of thought and really think about it and then analyze it from a totally different perspective kind of opens my eyes to like a lot of things. So I think that's the big thing. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, uh, Jody. Appreciate your input and everything. Uh, in the past four years, you've definitely, like I said, you've definitely changed in a lot of different ways. That's for sure. Uh, thank you very much again. Hey, uh, T, are you online? Yeah, I'm here. May I ask you a, a real quick question before we get off the conference call? When you were when you were confronted with the discovery at method, what was the what? How did you process it, and what did you think about the discovery at method? When you say how did I process it, like what do you mean as far as like how did I how did I receive it? Yes, how did you receive it? What did you think about it? So was it easy? Was it when I complex first or what? It, no, it's pretty easy. Um, as far as like you know, trying to find what what it is that you're looking for. If you're talking about reference to the website, um, but I think it's a good tool. It's a good tool for anyone um, to use, no matter what stage they're in in their life, whether they're already established, whether there's someone that's building, or whether there's someone who hasn't even started yet. It's a good, um, it has a, a very good catalog of things that everybody don't talk about. A lot of, a lot of your topics are, are typically what's up under the rug, you know, but you're, you're addressing them head on. Um, or just typically things nobody really wants to talk about because it's the negative part, you know, of, of them or their lives. So when I discovered it, I actually was intrigued because you talked about so many things um, that everyday people can listen to or that may need to be listened to. Um, now you asked me how did I, how did I process it? Um, I personally, I loved it. And what was the other question that, that you asked? Was it complex to you to uh, 
accept it and the, the concept itself of discovering it. Yeah. Yeah, but it has to take, it, it, it may seem, it may seem hard for a person that's not willing to change. It may, you know, a person that's not willing to change may not be interested or willing to learn what it, what to, what it is about or what it entails. So to me, I believe the discovery is for people who are willing to change, who are willing to go through that intervention of finding their higher self, better self, or just simply making themselves better. Themselves rather, you know, might not need services or need someone to, to help or anything like that, but just taking 15 minutes out of your day to listen to one of your podcasts that touches on something that they might be battling with. It's a, it's a great tool. Well, thank you very much, Steve. We really appreciate your uh, input. Um, is there anybody want to ask any questions and make a comment before we get off the conference call tonight? All right, gang. Uh, next Thursday night, 730, uh, call 518-992-1035, access code 655 one four five. We will see y'all next Thursday night, seven thirty. Tell your friends, enemies, and see you next Thursday night. Thank you.